Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. Mm, what time is it, Sparky? I believe it's time for some suds. I believe it's definitely time for suds. Welcome to the suds episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. Hey, this is a one-hour show that's actually mildly entertaining for about 22 minutes, although our prospects for today are looking closer to about 14 minutes. What do you think? I think it's close to that. At least. <laughs> I'm optimistic anyway. Hey, listen, uh, this is good old boy Mike. Joining me here at the table is good old boy Sparky. Howdy. Uh, good old boy Kendall. Hey, everybody. Good old boy Matt. Howdy. Good old boy Richard. Hello. So that's our uh, lineup here today. Sparky has a blog called Parenting While Intoxicated. Sparky, take a minute and show everybody a little bit about your blog here. Well, I think it started out as an intervention, um, but DCS said we were cool, so... Uh, <laughs> Now it's pretty much just a blog that talks so about group, yeah. th- group therapy, and now the kids are no longer in foster care. So. No, we got them back, so it's <laughs> it's a good times. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's all about uh, all the things you need to get through parenting: food, uh, delicious potables, and uh, you know there probably still is an intervention coming. Mm, cool. Kendall has also a blog called Beer Makes Three. Kendall, take a minute. Tell us a little bit about your blog. Beer Makes Three is a blog I do with my beautiful bride where we share the good news of good beer. Well, our uh, beer segments or our set segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer. I guess they're about reading the words actually on the page probably too, maybe uh, some days. (laughs) Well, today's show is uh, being recorded at the Southern Brewers Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Kendall, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Southern Brewers Conference here? Southern Brewers Conference is its inaugural year. This has never happened before. It's a regional conference for 13 states throughout the uh, south and southeast, pretty much anywhere from uh, Virginia all the way to Texas. Uh, I think there's about 900 people here this year. It's a lot of great sessions. We've learned a lot of good things. Spike from Terrapin was our keynote speaker, and we've had a really good time. We've still got one day to go, and uh, it's a good time here in Nashville. Well, I'm really, it's a real pleasure to uh, record here. This is one place that we haven't been banned yet, so there's yet. that, you know. So. Yet. Uh, yet. I yeah, mean, bravo. We're working on it. It's the inaugural year, so give it time. <laughs> we <laughs> still may not get the damage deposit back from this after, after lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, our uh, topic today on this uh, great episode of uh, Sip, Suds, and Smokes is going to be all about session beer. Well, it's uh, not quite the uh, type of session that I was thinking about in terms of guitar licks, but, uh, you know, um, 
like beer, it's, it's actually meant to be consumed in usually one uh, sitting of actually, you know, drinking beers over and over and usually hitting on the good looking, you know, weight staff itself. So uh, these beers are synonymous with the following phrases. I'm not that baby's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and also, man, you were better looking when I met you last night. <laughs> totally. <laughs> There's probably some other phrases that really come to mind. I know Sparky's thinking at least of three or four that I didn't put down. <clears throat> For legal purposes, uh, I'm not allowed to say those <laughs> on the air. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, Kendall is our uh, resident Cicerone, and he's going to give us a quick overview on exactly what is session beer, uh, or what are they typically called? I think in common vernacular, a lot of people are just starting to assume a session beer is an easy drinking beer that's not too high alcohol and it's not going to get them a... Uh, falling over drunk so it's a beer that's usually no higher than five percent abv ideally somewhere between four and five it's a nice usually balance of the malt and hops it's a clean finish easy drinking um, really enjoyable beer for the most part and they allow to drink the drinker to have several like i said so you will not have to crawl home uh, if you have three or four uh, throughout an evening uh, they don't overwhelm you like maybe drinking three or four Imperial Stouts would. Do people actually get better looking while you drink session beer? What do you I, think? I find I have to do a lot less apologizing to my wife because of session beers. <laughs> that's that's generally <laughs> my level of apology goes down just yeah. because I'm I'm peeing a lot more. Well, right, right. I definitely get better looking when I'm drinking session beers well, for sure. <laughs> I think those are all better definitions of session beers. People yeah. get better looking. Or at least we See do. Ya. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna take quite a few sessions of session beers to there's, get to that. There's always there's always an improvement to be made. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's why it's a radio show. It's, it's incremental at best. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just when I think it was going well, it just completely went south so fast. So I agree. There's a really wide interpretation open for what uh, is described as a session beer. For today's episode, we've actually kind of declared the line at right at 5% ABV. Um, and typically styles that are available both in higher alcohol as well. Uh, so we've tried to pick some beers that are made, you know, in a variety of ABV levels. So um, Matt, I know that uh, you brew commercially, and I was curious, what do you think are some of the challenges that you see in actually making a great session beer on a commercial scale? Uh, well, uh, one thing I find is that, uh, you know, most breweries do have a great session beer in their lineup already. Uh, one thing that I really look for that I find it more of a challenge is, you know, there's the more trendy session beers that are people are brewing, but uh, the thing, you know, you think of session beers, summer, barbecue, uh, I think one of the big challenges is creating a, a session beer that still stands up to food, mm. Uh, mm. that still has body. Hmm. That, I like uh, that definition. That's really good. Stands up to food. I like that one. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, Richard, uh, I was curious, do you see session beers being a regular part of the craft beer scene, or is this basically just a flavor fad, kind of like Goza, fruited IPAs, barrel aging, and now session beers? I, I kind of believe session is a, a, a new adjective to a, a style of beer that's sort of already existed. Um, so, I mean, I know that I know that I have a number of beers that you could consider session, and I know that I have one beer that I, I tell you is a session. Um, but if we're going to look at the actual definition, or if we're going to look at what we perceive for a session beer to be, then I would say um, that 
that I make a lot of them, and, I, and everybody makes a lot of them. We we all make a beer that's under five percent. I mean, I have I have four right now going through my brewery. Um, but as far as it being a flavor fed, uh, first off, I love Gozas. I don't want it to be a flavor fed. Bring no. the, go- <laughs> the Goza will come back. Uh, but mm, well, I say it's a fad. I think the word might be a fad because we like to. Uh, I think we as human beings like to categorize things in uh, in funny ways. Uh, but yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna call this a flavor fed, then I say it would be. Yeah, hmm. sure. Well, the beer that we're actually going to go through today is all being tasted and rated double blind. So we'll actually discuss and reveal as we kind of go along what's in our top six uh, session beers on this particular show. <clears throat> so we actually tasted ten uh, beers, um, and then we narrowed our field down from those ten down to six that we'll talk about today. Everybody sitting around um, the table here has no idea what uh, they've rated in their top six. And there's one zinger in here that I'm not going to reveal <laughs> just right quite away. Well, we've asked uh, both of our brewer guests here to guess the last year that UT actually beat Alabama to determine who would not be reading the Suds ratings for today. So uh, the uh, winner of that contest is uh, going to be Richard. And... Uh, Richard, uh, let me tell you a little bit about this game before we get to the Sudge ratings. It was a really close contest. So, yeah, it yeah. Was. So the last win was actually in 2006 for the third Saturday in October, where Eric Ainge struggled early, but the Vols overcame almost three uh, interceptions in the first half. And actually, the Vols came back and won with uh, a, a run by uh, Aaron Foster um, in the last three minutes of the game. Historic. I mean, it was just, you know. You can almost hear Rocky Top, you know, playing right about now. I'll never forget I, it. I was in the UT marching band, so I usually have a seizure when I hear Rocky Top. Uh, <laughs> I played it so many thousands. I, I times. don't have that on the soundboard today, so Sorry. you know that's it's better that way. We're, because we're all luckier for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. God and bless all you. Looking at me, going. This is a complete waste of time. Let's get on to the Suds ratings for today, <laughs> uh, Richard. Uh, why don't you share with us what are the what are the Suds ratings? And I want you to try and channel your favorite sportscaster. Okay. <clears throat> we'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Suds ratings. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Was that a belch? Ah, what a relief. A body should not really make that sound. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Now, who is your favorite sports analyst, Richard, when you think about it? I mean, I want to uh, Bob Costas. I'm Bob a, Costas? Uh, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm well, not he's, really... he still has all of his hair, so yeah. that, that's a good choice. Right. Yeah. Walt but, Whitman is also... I'm an English major. Walt Whitman <laughs> was a great sportscaster. Really? So, he uh, was? Yeah, no, he was. He has some sports essays. Wow. Right in, the, in the halls of completely useless information, <laughs> that may make the top five. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> was there beer involved in that? I mean, Walt... I mean, yeah. I, yeah, beer and... I bet he uh, crushed all it. sorts of awful things, I'm sure, yeah. Was there beer actually consumed in the stands during that game? 
Sparky. You know, my first job ever was selling uh, Cokes at UT football games at the age of 14, and I quickly realized that uh, selling gla- glasses of Coke to the students so they could dump it out and then use the ice for Jack Daniels was the greatest money-making opportunity I could ever so have. So that's how you paid for undergraduate. Damn skipping. <laughs> <laughs> that and playing Rocky Top for hire. <laughs> hey, we'll be right back. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. This is good old boy Mike. On today's Suds episode, we're talking about session beers. And we're going to be going through a series of our top six beers out of a flight of ten that we picked. This is a double blind tasting. We're going to be talking uh, the big reveals. We kind of go along. So you'll be able to uh, hear the reaction as we go along. So we're going to actually start right at the top. And so we used a numbering key uh, when we were going along, so you don't know what that is and you don't need to know. So our top beer is actually going to be number seven on our key, but our top beer is from Against the Grain. It is called A Beer. It is an A Beer. A Beer. I think that's what it's called, right? I don't know. (laughs) That's what it said on the label. (laughs) I think this is an extra American pale. Is that right? I I, have no idea. I'm not familiar with a beer. All right. We'll drag some. Is that extra up. American or extra American? American, yeah, American. Well, they do. I think they make one of those. So we're going to go around uh, the table here, talk a little bit about our tasting notes as well as our suds rating. Up first is Good Old Boy Kendall. I really enjoyed this beer. Uh, to me, it had some of the classic flavors of of a great pale. It was. Uh, I got a little resin, pine, uh, touch of citrus. It was almost like a classic beer. But a little bit lighter body and a little easier drinking, which I would expect out of a session. It was my favorite of the bunch, and it's a four. Uh, about that. Cool. Uh, good old boy Sparky, what did you think about uh, this the beer? This one threw me of all the ones that we had. Um, I almost got like almost a smokiness. I'm not sure where that came from out of it. Just a light bit of that. But uh, absolutely got the resin out of it. Maybe a little, maybe a little bit of uh, almost a darker caramel flavor out of it. But, uh, yeah, it really threw me when I tasted it because I wasn't expecting that amount of complexity. They really could have gone with a better name other than just... A-beer. A-beer. <laughs> I'd like to try B-beer sometime or maybe C-beer. Z's a great And I gave too. it a four overall. A four as well. How about that? Good old boy, Matt, what did you think about A-beer from Against the Grain? <clears throat> I liked it a lot. It had some nice uh, citrus and uh, floral and tropical notes from the hops. It had kind of a uh, Earl Grey kind of tea backbone. Uh a uh, little more, uh, you know, English ale, extra pale ale. Thought it was a great beer. Nice light, uh, uh, light-bodied beer. It was great. Hmm. What's your suds rating? 
I'd give it a, a four. Four as well. <clears throat> Richard, a good boy, Richard. What do you think about a beer from Against the Grain? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I picked up a little caramel apple, also some uh, tropical floral notes in it. I uh, I found it to be uh, really dry, which is something that made me associate it to an English pale ale. I um, I also thought that I don't. It was it was it was not my favorite of the bunch. It's actually my my lowest one that I had out of my top six, which you know isn't that bad. But uh, I I liked it. Uh, it was it was an A, a beer for me. Mm. What's your suds rating for that? I'll, I'll give it a five. Oh, a five? That's I'll, the highest. That's, that's the highest? highest? No, yeah. then. I'll give it a three. A I'll three. give it a three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to go over that again? You read the Suds ratings, man. <laughs> I did, yeah. I, I, I sampled a lot of beer. Well, uh, my own quick... Uh, <laughs> I know, I have to. Uh, my own uh, tasting notes around this. I agree that uh, this really is kind of more reminiscent of more some English hops. Um, I don't know if there are any noble hops in this, but um, I like the dry finish off this. I think that's my favorite part uh, about this. Um, I don't know that that's probably a real strong characteristic of a lot of session beers that I have where you really have uh, a nice crisp, unless it's a lager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nice crisp, uh, you know, finish kind of like that. So I'm going to give it a solid four as well. Uh, great beer. Uh, All right. We'll clip right along here. I'm going to let uh, everybody translate here. Your number two beer is going to be shum- uh, number 10. Which was? Summer Lager from Schlafly. Oh, phew. And the crowd goes wild. Man, they're just... <laughs> I'm kind of buzzing themselves here. Go Schlafly. As they're translating, going, hmm, that's not quite. I'm really I glad because that's one of the not beers quite that I thought. I enjoyed it. Uh, good old boy Kendall, what do you think about uh, Summer Logley? Summer Logley from Summer Logger. Summer Logger from, from well, Schlafly. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Wait, till you, Toy boat. Wait till you <laughs> don't catch Schlafly. Where are we at? What plant is this? I like the. Uh, I got a lot of the bready malts out of it. B R E A D Y, not bretty, but bread D. Mm-hmm. Um, it it reminded me almost of a of a, like a classic uh, Bohemian or Czech Pilsner with that big malt in there. Uh, just enough bitterness to be balanced, but it was an enjoyable beer, and it was a four for me. How about that? <clears throat> Good old boy Sparky, what did you think about the beer from Schlafly, their summer lager? It was a classic lager. Um, I, you know, I mean, those guys really do make some great classic style beers. Um, and, you know, again, almost fruity, just really great legs on the end of it, uh, and just... Yeah, I was looking for the barbecue that went along with it, so mm. gave that a four. Uh, well, it almost uh, read like a uh, marketing portfolio there, you know, that <clears> you <throat> line directly with a beer. Harumph. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you were in the room. Perhaps. Good old boy, Matt, what do you think about uh, the summer lager from Schlafly? It's just a really nice, clean lager, perfect for boating. You want to drink it by the gallon. Uh, great summertime, sunshine run around naked on the river beer excellent so that would include motor boating in addition to classic boating yes, yes all right definitely i support that i give it a four plus plus, mm, four uh, plus, plus. Uh, go to boy richard what do you think about uh summer lager from schlafly i thought it was uh you know like everybody said it was bright bready malt uh it was sweet and it was dry i uh 
I, I mean, in, in my opinion, like, Bohemian Pilsners need to have a little bit of more. I wanted more of a bitter characteristic out of it. I just wanted to flesh itself out, but I could drink, yeah, like you said, I could drink gallons and gallons of it, and I would definitely be naked while drinking it. And motorboating. Yeah, and motorboating. Yes. I'm a huge fan of motorboating. Really, it's a hell of a sport. Actually, I like, it's uh, fantastic. I like, I like rowing boats. I'm glad he's keeping them. his clothes mm-hmm. on during yeah. this. What's your Sedge rating for this? Uh, I'll give it a four. A four uh, as well. So, uh, I almost feel like this is a, a beer that was engineered for an event. <laughs> and three of you have actually mentioned getting naked all at the same time. So, I don't know if that was part of the, uh, part of the marketing brochure. What beers pair best with nudity? Which, which, uh, which beer would you go with clothing optional activity? <laughs> well, so, a classic line. I mean, I would have picked something with higher ABV if it was clothing optional. Exactly. That, that makes the clothing optional faster. Yeah. I agree. That's a perfect pairing sheet. People, breweries should do that more. Like yeah. pair it with pair it with activities. It's a future. It's a future show. Pairs with carnal activities. I'd like that to be a. Can, can we turn that into a flavor uh, fed beers that would pair well with clothing optional events? Yeah, no, there that's, you a, go. that's ideal. Yeah. Classic <laughs> classic nude volleyball oh, videos oh, from the sixties. Twenty one point three percent ABV. You won't remember the people that you're sleeping with or the rest of the people in the room after you have this beer. Why are there so many people in? In the room. <laughs> Are you ready for a Bacchanalian orgy? Try this beer. It's only freaky the first time. Is it your hand or a pillow? <laughs> Those are pillows. <laughs> well, I thought this was a, a really solid beer. Um, I think for a lager, I was really looking for something that had a bit more of that clean, you know, crisp uh, finish off of it. Um, this was a little bit sweeter, and I, I agree for a Bohemian Pilsner, I, I would have expected a lot more body around it, but still, a really great beer. I felt like this was well-engineered for what they were aiming for. I'm going to give it a three. All right, we're moving right along here, and so the next beer in the lineup for number three beer is going to be number one, uh, number one sample cup, and that is Classic Stillwater Artisanal. Yeah, look at them. They're like, wow. Oh, well, that tastes different now. Mm. So, yeah, we have definitely drifted a little off the uh, flavor wheel um, for most things that are considered session. I think this is actually a uh, Saison, if I remember right. Yeah, it tastes. Yeah, I think a, a lot of head nodding going around around that one. So, <clears throat> I'm going to let them gather their thoughts while I uh, grab my number one cup here so I can. Uh, Sample along with you. Good boy, Kendall. What do you think about the classic from Stillwater Artisanal? Um, I did not know who made it, but that description does not surprise me. I was getting some peppery notes, uh, just a little bit of banana esters off of uh, that Belgian yeast they're using. I thought it was a, a really uh, easy drinking beer. Uh, go well with a lot of different foods. Um, for me, it was a three. Hmm. All right. Good boy, Sparky. What'd you think of Classic from Stillwater Artisanal? So the whole topic of this was session beers, and you know, we, I thought it was about clothing optional people that you can't remember their names. No, it's about being uh, it's about being a motorboating son of a gun. Um, but but we had all these lined up, and I was trying to decide: do I want to start at ten and work my way down, or one? And and uh, uh, this was actually the last beer that I tried. I started ten and worked my way down, and I think this has been the first one. It would have blown my mind. Uh, just because, again, it had uh, the classic saison. <coughs> you were getting the banana flavor out of it. And, uh, yeah, just fantastic. Um, somebody Google the ABV real quick. But, uh, no, 
Um, um, I think that this one was um, right at five. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was curious about that. But yeah, fantastic, uh, very drinkable, and very approachable Cezanne. I give it an overall four. So, uh, good old boy Matt, what do you think about Classique from Stillwater Artisanal? Uh, flowers in a glass, so floral, wonderful nose, great spice notes, uh, very well-made beer, very enjoyable, highly recommend it. That gets a four plus plus as well. All right, a four. Hang on one second, here we go. Sounds good. Good away, Richard. What do you think about uh, Classique from Stillwater Artisanal? I thought it had a nice nose. It was dry and it was crisp and everything I expected from something that's a, a session beer with uh, one of my favorite yeasts ever. I just really love the complexity that yeast can bring to this something so simple as probably what I assume is a, is a pretty solitary grain bill. Um, I, I really loved it. I'll give it a four. Hmm. A four as well. How about that? Well, you know, I think the one thing that uh, caught me with this beer was um, I love how you picked off the Belgian yeast, you know, right off the dead bat because I thought the, that big banana, you know, was floating right along. And uh, I know you're a fan of the big banana. Well, and I, I know when we're motorboating, we always like to talk about the big banana. This is a family friendly beer show. We've we've discussed banana and, and, and clothing optional. And I think all that within this... the same 10 minutes. Not a lot of pepper in my banana, but a lot of salt. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the thing I like about this is um, it would definitely stand up for food. Um, I think because of the high sugar component that is kind of wrapped around this, um, I think it would stand up against a lot of spicy food. Um, you know, along the way, Sparky's nodding his head, all things spicy. He's saying, yeah, I think that yeah, would hang pretty tough. Yeah, but it has a nice low <clears throat> pH. Yeah, so it does. clean up on your palate nicely and that's uh that's what i like is uh this really does clean out you know really well and so a typical you know more belgian just kind of hangs around you know in your mouth you know and that's part of what i like is that um it it does have a, a clean finish off of it matt so i completely and, agree in lighter saisons you're not going to get like the big pepper notes or whatever but i think that as far as the other yeast characteristics beside the floral it's really balanced between the phenolics and the esters, the banana, the spice, the flowers. It's all balanced. It's really nice. Yeah, I think it's a good solid three you know, for me. So, well, let's keep moving right on along here. So, your number four beer is actually the number four sample cup. So, I'll let you grab that. And I'll let you uh, definitely uh, take this in. This is Heavy Melon from New Belgium. Ah, look at look at Kendall. it was actually one of my guesses there's a few watermelon beers out this year mm-hmm. um it seems like watermelon is definitely a 2016 trend and uh i've liked most of them that i had this one i think is just uh overall a good watermelon beer you pick that up instantly but to me it's that's kind of all it is um it was a little thin a little light and um I think it's one-dimensional, but if you're a watermelon fan, you're really going to enjoy it. It's a three. Hmm, how about that? <clears throat> Go to boy Sparky. What do you think about Heavy Melon from New Belgium? Um, I'm, <clears throat> I, I, I had a hard time recognizing that it was watermelon. Uh, hmm. Is it is it watermelon specifically? It or is, is it, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, 
<clears throat> no, they put a big ass watermelon on the label just because right? they actually yeah. put, they put peach in yeah. there. <laughs> it gets me every time. Those <laughs> what are those ad wizards up to next? Those crazy guys. Um, <clears throat> no, it it uh, I, you know honestly, I find uh, usually most watermelon beers uh, terrifying. Uh, generally, I don't. I mean, there's some that are out there that are. Uh, really rubbed me the wrong way and uh i would say that this this is absolutely rubbed me the right way um especially with motorboating i'm gonna keep saying that the whole episode you'll never stop me i'm invincible i give it a four, mm, four. Uh, <clears throat> good boy matt what'd you think about heavy melon from new belgium uh it was pretty good it definitely wasn't my favorite but it's uh it's a nice watermelon beer the one thing i did like about it is that uh they kept the rind off it, which gives it more of a cucumber flavor. So it is like pure watermelon flavor, but it is one-dimensional. Um, I give it a three. Mm, three, how about that? Good boy, Richard. What do you think about heavy melon from New Belgium? I really liked it. I didn't. I didn't really get the watermelon as much. I got like almost a stone fruit kind of like experience out of it. But mm. one of the words I wrote unintrusive which i'm not exactly sure if that's a positive or negative thing when i think about a session beer because I, I think it's a good word with fruit anything with fruit in it. right it's unobtrusive yeah, yeah. and i wrote nice but i like capitalized in so i i mean thinking back to myself psychologically like i i really love the beer i think it's i think it's a great beer if you like melon beers i just uh whenever i think about melon beers i expect a little bit more complexity um, just because uh, melon is a great foundation to do a lots of weird stuff, and I and I and you can do that with a session. I, and I didn't feel like it was done with that, but I'm going to stick with what I originally said and just give it a four. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think Richard is. When I first had it, it was when it was colder. I really was picking up more of the stone fruit, but as it's warmed up, I'm absolutely getting the the watermelon right. flavor. Um, did anybody at the table have a chance to check out Southern Grist's uh, watermelon goza? I did. Holy, yes. oh man. see what I mean, sugar yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, sugar yeah. baby is off I had the that hook. Last man. Sunday, so we would oh, talk my. about that all day on the show. Mm. If if it was distributed outside like a two block radius, you know, I so. still have a uh, legal a amount kid. of crowlers. Yeah, the salt in the watermelon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kids get what's salt on their watermelon goes in. Like me, oh my god, oh, yeah. it's so good. It's yeah. the perfect combination. That would be good. I have to say, yeah. To me, the best watermelon beer this year was uh, River Towns. Nice melons. Hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna stick I like with the, the title. The paradox, you know, still rocks. Oh, well, the paradox me, so. is an, another yeah. another world. I like <clears throat> melons. <laughs> I like motorboating <laughs> <laughs> and clothing optional episodes. So <laughs> the uh, the heavy melon uh, from uh, New Belgium. Um, you know, so the first time I had this was actually at the festival at uh, Outer Banks um, this year. And um, really great festival. It's literally right there on the Sound um, waterside. Um, and, <clears throat> I mean, there were a lot of great beers that were there. And a lot of uh, a lot of summer beers are being released, you know, in the middle of that festival. And so I had an opportunity to try this alongside, you know, probably 100 plus other beers that day. And this actually made my top three list. I really felt like um, this was something that uh, really was hanging tough with a lot of things that just didn't have, uh, it needed a little bit of flavor to it. And I thought that this was melon that was not overdone. And I liked the measure of restraint uh, that was done about this. I love New Belgian. Uh, Kim has uh, really turned into a good friend of the show. And, uh, you know, I... I think it's a, a really great company producing really great beer. Um, but even outside of that, the beer that's in this cup, 
I thought was really solid. Um, I like it for what it's not. It's not over the top. So I'm going to give it a solid four. <laughs> well, uh, we have had uh, the chance to taste through four beers so far. Uh, we'll uh, go through the reveal of our last two beers here pretty much coming up right after this break. You need to tell us what the zinger is before we go through the last two. I Ooh, feel we need to... I need, maybe we'll do that. I need what, a zinger. The double whammy, if you will. It's not just the destination But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows or as fast as the world wind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows my hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view <clears throat> Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. This is good old boy Mike. You have brought the third segment for today. Uh, our Suds episode is all about session beers. And clothing optional moments. So (laughs) (laughs) we're way down the rabbit hole and there's probably no chance we will ever get out. All right. So we're going to have a chance to actually talk about our zinger for the day. I'm going to ask everybody to pick up uh, sample cup number six. Oh, man, that, that, that sucker is singing. I'm telling you, that is just off the hook. So uh, Kendall is saying no way. (laughs) A <laughs> little bit of corn. A little bit of corn. Mm, Green that's apple. Good. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How I'm, about chewing, I'm chewing. I'm chewing it in my mouth. All right. Yes. Matt, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. quick comments about uh, this uh, number six here. Uh, it's a nice lager. Uh, minimal sulfur. It's good. I think I preferred number 10 a little better, mm-hmm. but very good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink it all day long. All right. And Richard, what do you think about sample number six here? I could drink it all day long. It reminds me of the... the con- <laughs> no. You can drink anything all day long. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. Yeah, You just have to know that about me. When I say I can drink it all day long, that's just that's just a sentence that I give to beers. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that uh, it reminds me of like that initial confectionery sweetness that you get from like a gumball. Hmm, and I and I see that, and then there's like there's not much else. It's just like kind of like that corn syrupiness. Here's a little yeah. hint about what is in the sample. Keep your hands, keep your hands off my PBR. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, that is a PBR all the way. <laughs> Another fine product. Yeah, I've no problem. I've drank so much PBR on the river. And I think half of Nashville has. Yeah. I think that's like... I think my endocrine system produces PBR now. Actually, this is a go-to beer for me. There's a little honky-tonk over by uh, where I live. Uh, at happy hour, they've got a dollar PBRs on draft, and that's, that's what like I That's like you're eat. getting paid to drink beer. Exactly. God and when, I'm, when I'm eating like buffalo chicken wings, 
I'm not going to yeah. pass up dollar PBR. Uh, Never. I, I, no. And when it's ice cold, <clears throat> it's a little better than it is when it warms up. My first experience in Nashville was whenever we uh, uh, we my my company rolled out here and uh, and I drank and I was sh- shotgunning beers uh, PBRs with my packaging manager at the time and then the next morning I was so hungover that I actually uh, produced a lot more PBR outside of the sales rep I was writing's vehicle on the way to I never got meet that story account. oh you'll hear it later well, you, need to, you need to come to the warehouse buddy uh, yeah I know we've, we've got some more of that if you so need how it. many clothing optional <laughs> moments have you had with PBR um, uh, <laughs> and when you say shotgunning are we talking about keys yeah, or no, I, I, yeah we did it with the key of god course. bless you yeah. well, right. course, do you remember yeah. her name <laughs> I don't know we probably had like uh, 20 or 30 30 packs of PBR on my last Grand Canyon trip and uh it's got yeah, electrolytes. The thing I like about it is that you can drink it when it's warm. It's still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's better now that it's warm, actually, I feel. It's, I feel like lagers. Like, I love the espers. Well, the esters I get from I, lagers. Uh, and I definitely wanted to throw in uh, something that <clears throat> I think uh, some of our audience uh, could relate to uh, like in the mix the of things and not think we were, you know, just only uh, talking about, you know, craft beer and uh, not throw a macro, you know, in the scheme of things. And we've done that, you know, in, in the past as well. So, all right. Well, next up is uh, going to be uh, the beer that is in sample number two. Mm. And <clears throat> this is our number five pick. It is Ballast Point Mango Keel. So, um, is that the whole name, Sparky? Ballast Point Mango Even Keel. Mango Even, even Keel. Mango. Even Keel is their session. Mango Even Keel is their mango. Hmm. Tastes like a sellout. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Snapdragon. <laughs> just too soon. so bad. I just can't believe that happened. You know, just... <clears throat> Bados, bados. I'm told that this is 3.8 alcohol by volume. I'm told. <sighs> Smells like about... Tw- Twenty point three million dollars. Good old boy Kendall. What do you What do you think I, about? I uh, really <laughs> like this beer. Uh, I wrote down two words: tropical and mango. It's a mango bomb, uh, but I enjoy it. I know a lot of people like the uh, different sculpin varieties, but the I've had the mango even kill before. It's I think it's one of my favorite Ballast Point beers. To me, it's a five. Mm, I'm not that interesting. <laughs> Dare I ask Sparky, what do you think about the Ballast Point Mango Even Keel? Well, I, I I actually had never had this until about three weeks ago, and I had it on draft when I was up in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, and uh, I think I crushed like a 20-something ounce, like huge thing of it, and it was like nothing. And I almost get like almost a vanilla at the very end of it. I don't know if it's the... I can see that. Yeah, mango playing off the hops, but... Um, yeah, it doesn't taste like a lot of session beers. I mean, there's plenty. Of, I mean, even the regular uh, even keel, I think, is great. And and I mean, I'm with you, man. I, I could just like pound these sons of guns uh, all day long. And I had to give it a four. I mm. thought it was really good. How about that? <clears throat> good boy, Matt. What do you think about uh, Bell's Point Mango Even Keel? Uh, my comments were Mango Monster. Uh, hmm. But the finish kind of falls off. It's a mm-hmm. kind of a weak finish. Uh, I kind of, you know, you smell it and then you taste it. Good, great beer, could drink it, it's fine. But I thought uh, it's solid. I give it like a three plus. Hmm. All right, how about that? Go to White Richard. What do you think about Bell's Point Mango Even Keel? Um, I got I got the mango out of it, so there was that. Uh, and then there was this uh, like we'll bright, let you brew again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would have passed. Uh, uh, I got this bright with clothing. 
<laughs> I got like a bright confectionery candy sweetness along with that, and then and like he's absolutely right. Like the the finish uh, drifted off. It, it definitely I knew that it was an under four percent beer because it just it felt like dare I say it, little kid beer. Hmm, interesting choice. Do you have you know, a van, <clears throat> by the way, like a like a yeah. panel van that you drive around in by yeah. chance? And I would like to thank Ballast Point for being my sponsor okay. in my van program. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Children need something to drink, yeah. right? That's true. <laughs> Free candy slash beer. Our resident expert on raising children with beer um, is, is good old boy Sparky. No, I... <laughs> They're got to learn one of these days. It's uh, it's a lesson you need to learn. No, hold it with your left hand and then pop it with your right, Correct. not the other way around. No. We were talking about the beer, right? Um, yeah, sure, exactly. that's right. Good old boy Richard, what's your suds rating for this? Uh, I'll give it a three. A three? How about that? Interesting choice. So, uh, is this uh, fruit number seven or thirteen in the uh, Sculpin series? Well, it's it's not a sculpin. It's not even a sculpin. It's not a That's sculpin. Right, yeah, yeah so we're we're I think we're they, off the reservation, is, buddy. So is this uh, is this mango left over from the mango sculpin? Is that I, it? I don't know. I mean, uh, there's could be a project around that. Man, I've got this great story about mangoes. Uh, so my my uh, my wife's grandmother is like classic uh, straight out of Seinfeld, uh, uh, a Jewish grandmother from New Jersey. And she once told us we were at a resort where everything was mango themed, mango tea, mango shampoo, <laughs> everything. Uh, and she told us, she said, my dermatologist tells me that if I have even one bit of mango, my hair will fall straight out. Is there any mango in this coffee? And so like now I can't ever have mango without thinking about my hair falling straight out. <laughs> so I think that's what happened to me. <laughs> It's I know the mango hair care products. <laughs> I know what that story needs. I gotta have more cowbell. <laughs> Guess what? I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Thank you, Mike. That story needed more cowbell, definitely uh, along the way. Well, uh, you know, I thought that this beer was. Um, I just thought it was okay. Um, I just, I had uh, some trouble figuring out where it wanted to be when it grew up, you know, kind of thing. Um, it's, it's almost like it really was kind of floating through a sugary, you know, fruity, you know, abyss, you know, kind of along the way. And I was looking for a little bit more backbone other than the malt or something that was actually going to bring it out in the fruit. And instead, it kind of wound up in the middle going, I'm not really quite sure, you know, where this is going to go. Um, I've had this several times. I've had it on draft. I've had it on a can. Um, you know, I just have uh, not really kind of come around to being a huge fan of this. Um, I'm going to give it a two. Uh, Quite our, a wide range on that beer. Yeah, I guess I know. it's whether or not you're a mango fan. Well, right. Uh, at or, least it's not a raspberry beer. So. I feel like it was. <laughs> well, like we a have a surprise for you, Mike. <laughs> the, the, the mango aroma off of that was intense. Yeah, huh. so it was wild. I just felt like it was like a part of guy, like the last stage uh, of like a like the sweet water of a different beer that they maybe fermented mm-hmm. and then put mango in. I don't know. I was. Mm. I want to change my rating almost. But yeah, I, 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 love, I love the mango perspective. I like All right. <clears throat> well, let's move along to our uh, last beer in the lineup, which is pickup sample cup number three. And what you're holding in your hand is emergency drinking beer from Wild Haven. <laughs> Look at that, man. Oh, interesting reaction all the way around the room. Like, really? 
<laughs> I can't believe we put that in our top six. Yep, feel you betrayed. Sh- you sure did. <clears throat> and the crowd goes wild. Actually, good old boy Ryan came through the room while we were recording this being a $50 bill. So I put I that in the top it. six. So. I knew it. <laughs> anyway, so. The dimpled Chad's involved. Yep, absolutely. You know, I can be bought. There is a price. Everybody has a price. Uh, so this particular beer is from Wild Haven. Emergency drinking beer it is definitely a session beer. It is, has a very distinctive label, doesn't it? Good old boy, Ken. It does. It's um, yellow with a lot of black lettering on it. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you kind of look at the label and go, wait, what? I'm sorry. What, it what's it going almost on looks generic. If it was a white can, you would think it's generic beer. It looks beer. like a beer made by the government almost, right? It does. Is that the yeah. government or the government? Government. Okay. That's, what did you. I say? You said government. I did. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm glad I got that right. We need yeah. <laughs> obviously more cowbell to get through this. <clears throat> Good old boy Kendall, what do you think about emergency drinking beer? You know, it's it's a good hot weather beer. It's crisp. I get a lot of lemon, citrusy notes out of it. It kind of finishes clean. Um, you know, it's a good average summer beer, and it's a three for me. Three for you. <clears throat> good boy Sparky, what do you think about emergency drinking beer from Wild Haven? I swear we've brought this on another episode. I don't that think we've so. Done no? or or didn't make it? I think I think I don't uh, think it made the summer beer can show. I think that was the other one that I we can't were. Remember, uh, but I know that we tasted it and it might not have made it. But um, I I have proof here. It was not, <laughs> not one of my top picks. Um, yeah, I, I gave it a two, and I don't know what my tasting notes were because I just drew a question mark <laughs> next to. I feel, I feel like uh, you know, <laughs> Sean Connery on Jeopardy. That's your choice, Trebek. Get you next time, you Spanish peacock. <laughs> All right. But uh, yeah, that was a two for me. All right. Good old boy Matt. What'd you think about uh, emergency drinking beer from Wild Haven? Thought it was a pretty clean lager. Uh, Nothing fancy, just a good all-around drinker. I give it a three. Mm, how about that? <clears throat> good old boy Richard, what do you think about the uh, emergency drinking beer from Wild Haven? Uh, the only thing I had to really say about it was that I just felt like it was very neutral. Uh, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't wowed by it. I wasn't seduced by it. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed by it. I mean, so in case of my emergency, ver- my emergency beer is is called Jameson Irish whiskey. That's good. Really, that's mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think they're keep it behind the glass and break it. Just yeah, when you exactly. Can. No, we do actually. We have a fire extinguishing cabinet in the in in my brewery that has a bottle of Jameson behind it. God bless you, people. Yeah. I broke the glass a long time ago. Yeah. We just opened a cabinet because I got that off Craigslist, and I'm not willing to spend another thing for glass. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> like, don't break it. Just open the. Ca- it's not locked. Uh, <laughs> I thought. But what it was if things get really? Desperate. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Then break it. Okay. And that's that's my decision. I bought it. So whatever. Uh, no, I thought it was. I thought it was very neutral. I thought it was a very drinkable beer. Uh, I I give it a two. I would drink PBR over it. How's that? Mm, you're gonna give it a two. Uh-oh. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, my own uh, tasting thoughts here on emergency drinking beer. This may be while it's not made the show previously. Because, I mean, my first thought was, is this actually blended with? Seven up, you know, because oh. <laughs> it has such a it's just the lemon lime component. How did this make you know, kind of six, I, you know. Hey, look, I, re- I demand retabulation. Of- <laughs> hey, it was a tiebreaker, remember, oh, between right. uh three okay. and nine. So we we'll talk, talk about, about nine. nine we'll talk about nine in just a second. It will also go rather quickly. I'm gonna be kind. I'm gonna say this is a two. 
Uh, Might drop some ice in it. Maybe it'll get a little bit better. <laughs> that is cruel to say about a beer. So I'm sorry. <laughs> just, you know, okay. Yeah. I feel better now. It was kind of like I could have. I could have gone elsewhere with this. I so know, you I know. know. Uh, all right. So you're saying the tiebreaker was what was in sample cup number nine, and that is the Easy Living IPA from Corbering. One of the people at this table actually makes this beer. So I put it in my f- top six. So uh, let's talk about uh, Easy Living IPA pickup sample cup number nine. We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about this real quick. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, good old boy Kendall, what do you think about this? I really enjoyed the beer. Uh, nice resiny. It has the flavors of a big IPA, but much easier drinking and. I did enjoy it. It was a four for me. Hmm, I bought that. Excellent. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Go to boy Sparky. I, what do you think about the Easy Living IPA from Corbury? Um, I I again had no idea what it was, and it abs it absolutely made my uh, top and resiny again more characteristic of a bigger IPA. I gave it a four. Hmm, how about that? Uh, Quickly here, good old boy Matt. Uh, I thought it was good. It was uh, for an IPA, I would consider it maybe a little too balanced, a little astringent finish, but it was it was all right. I'd give it a three. Hmm. All right. And go to boy Richard. What do you think about the Easy Living IPA from, from Core Brewing? From your brewery. I thought it was a... Uh you know, it had it had, it had a nice nose on it. Uh, it I felt I felt like it, it's, it's very balanced for a for a session IPA, uh, and I I feel like it needs work. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, I feel like that the hops that are featured in it could be featured a lot more, and I feel like that the uh, that whoever made this enjoys a malt forward beers a lot more than they enjoy hoppy beers. But it was good. I, I, I'll I'll give it a three. Mm, cool. <clears throat> I'm going to echo that sentiment. You know, I uh, thought the only thing that was a little uh, off on this was I thought there was room for the hops to shine a bit more. So, yeah, a three as well. Well, there you have it. Uh, our show on session beers is uh, in the wraps. Let's uh, wrap up our episode for today. Well, I hope you've uh, really enjoyed this show. Hopefully, you kept your clothes on while you're actually listening to this. And you can catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. Google Play, iTunes, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip, Suds, and Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Please do not use the words clothing optional beer show. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. It's a big help to us. We'd love your feedback. Well, I definitely want to take a moment and thank our co-host for being here. Good old boy, Kendall. Thanks Cheers. For being here. Good to be here. And good old boy, Sparky. I am wearing a nautical-themed pashmina. <laughs> Good old boy, Matt. I've got a special banana hammock for the next show. <laughs> and good old boy, Richard. I'm truly alone. <laughs> do, you, do you need a moment down there just, just all I'm by okay. yourself? I'm Is okay. that it? I'm okay. 
Hugs. Hugs incoming. <laughs> you know, or motorboating. I mean, either. maybe there's a little bit of therapy, you know, that we can kind of bring, you know, around for you next time. Right. Yeah, or no. beer. We have beer. Is yeah, there any more PBR Beer is left? my therapy. It's my catharsis. Is there any PBR left? Yep. I would like to thank all the brewers that made these beers. They were all good. Yeah. Thank you. Well, this is good old boy Mike asking you to keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>